Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Fast Women. I'm Eileen. And I am Nicole. And today we are not on the road. We are in our respective homes, cozy bundled we in for the are. winter season. Yes, I have a little heater going. I have a little blankie. There's like a gale force wind warning here today. So it's very wintry where you are in it's New Hampshire. It's very wintry. Yeah, it's 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 winter in New Hampshire. It's here. <laughs> I I was decorating a bit for Christmas today over lunch, and I had the windows open. So welcome to Christmas in Atlanta. I hate you. Use your windows <laughs> open. Meanwhile, I, I hadn't been in my office. I was out running errands today, and when I opened the door to my office, it was like this gush of cold air. I'm like, oh, God, it's so cold. I hate winter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was in snow uh, a few weeks ago, though. I was test driving a Volvo XC60, which we're going to talk about on a road trip um we're gonna talk yeah. about a few of the other cars we've driven lately because we've got kind of like yeah. a backlog like we've been through like we do we do have a little bit of a backlog with all of our travel we're gonna talk about some great places to visit at christmas time some of our favorites and then also our favorite trips of 2022 which i'm kind of excited we, we've had some fun this year some really big we've fun. had some pretty good trips i would say I, some really good trips not just car trips either like regular trips so like regular trips yeah okay. So let's go. Let's talk about the first cars we've driven. Not the first car. Okay. Let's, the let's, first car I drove was a Chevy Malibu, in case you're wondering, my first press car really? ever. Oh, but we're Chevy not going to talk about that. Okay. No. I don't know why I remember that. It was like this, yeah, a Chevy Malibu. I had a super Ford Fusion excited. Energy. Ooh. I know. 600 <laughs> miles of range, baby. That's what I got. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> All right. So the cars we've driven lately, um, I'll kick it off. I drove an Infiniti QX55 for two weeks this, this uh, past couple weeks. And what did you think of the Infiniti QX55, Eileen? Yeah, my thoughts on it have not changed since I first drove it a few <laughs> years ago. It is, you know, it's it's an Infiniti. It's better, I think, than the QX50, which okay. is a little newer. It's basically the same inside. Like, it's not, it hasn't really changed. So it's the two screens that are terribly slow and just don't make sense, especially when you're running Apple CarPlay on the top one. And then you also can run Apple CarPlay in the bottom, but you can't. And then you can sometimes access your climate controls on the bottom, but then sometimes you can't. And then right. it's just, it's, it's, uh, it is a cluster. That car is just like, what over leftover parts can we do? But new exterior like stuff with bumps on it. And I like its taillights a lot. Its taillights are kind of cool. They're like, <laughs> where, 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 how far has a car gone when Eileen's like, what did you like? The taillights are good. The taillights, taillights are good. <laughs> I like the taillights. I like the red color it comes in. It comes in a very beautiful red that reminds me a little bit of Mazda red. That it I have, like. It's called I like Sunstone. Is, is there a red interior for that too? Isn't there a red interior? Is that thing the right one? I feel like one of there was an infinity with this really pretty red interior. Your face tells me you don't know the answer to that question. That's I okay. I know I that other until other infinities do have red interiors because like the red sport 400s like yeah q50s and that they had red interiors so i i don't I know if one's available for interiors. that i do like a red interior i really do it's cool but this yeah. one didn't and i remember that. the one they the, whatever the shade is that they use on the infinities that have it is really quite pretty it is quite pretty uh mazda also does a good job with a red interior I don't you care. do, but the exterior is this what soul red metallic is that what it is now uh Their exterior something, something red like that yeah Soul oh, metallic. metallic. Yes. The depth. You look into it and you're just looking into the depths. That's what they talk about. And you're like, uh-huh. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> it's red. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I, I get it. But also, like, I don't care for that level of detail. I just like a paint color. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> you put some flex in it. Awesome. Oh, wait. It's soul red crystal. Sorry. I oh, googled. Okay. Soul red crystal, which they did. <laughs> I'm getting this list that came up when I Googled it and part of the Mazda, it's on the Mazda site. It says Mazda Soul Red, breathtakingly beautiful, but gruelingly 
don't know what the rest of it is. Gruelingly what? I, I have to it click on it now. It, uh, oh, well, that's... Oh, gru- breathtakingly beautiful, but gruelingly challenging. That's kind of what it feels like to um, drive the QX55 is it's it, it's just a challenge to be enthusiastic <laughs> about it. Like it really is like it's fine. And if you buy one, you'll probably be happy with it. But don't expect it to be anything more than like a five year old ish, six year old interior in a car yeah. that's been gussied up on the outside. Like it's it's really yeah. like I was just like, oh, you could have done so much more because if they took like what's in the QX60 and put that yes. in the interior, like then we'd have I- a conversation. I like the QX60. I really like that interior. I think that's a good, that's a good solid luxury vehicle for a family. I agree. All right. Now, have you had anything that you were optimistic about? Well, like do the opposite of how I felt about my experience. If we want to do the opposite of how I felt, then we can't talk about the cars I've driven the last few weeks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So, so. <laughs> so if I should have it, you know, all cars are good. All cars have redeeming qualities. Some of them, it's just taillights. Um, <laughs> I had two vehicles that are both fine. But again, you were talking about like, oh, there's nothing outstanding about them. Uh, I had the Tacoma. Toyota Tacoma TRD Pro, which my child actually looked at and said, why does it say turd? And I know it's Toyota Racing Development. I know it's Toyota Racing Development. I understand. And so did the boyfriend. These are 20-year-olds, 22-year-olds from college. They're like, your car says turd. I'm like, it's it not does just not. a regular turd. It's a pro turd. It's, it's a, a pro, yeah, pro. it's a turd pro, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like OEMs need to pay more attention to the letters they use to abbreviate their things. And like, could anybody turn that into something else? Like, there wasn't one guy when that naming happened. I mean, because all men are twelve years old at heart, right? They went and look, looked at that and went, <laughs> "We're turd." No one, not one of them thought of that. Not well, one. And Come you've on. got Honda, which is HPD for Honda Performance Development, I think. Which I inevitably, because they have CRV, I inevitably end up writing HPV and then I have to correct it in my copy. So, so that's, oh, that's where we bad. are in life. Yeah, it's really not these, great. These, these abbreviations, they're really super important. <laughs> so, um, but the, the, the Tacoma TRD Pro, so the Tacoma is, is a great little truck. It just isn't particularly, like, it doesn't have anything that's really outstanding to recommend it. I think it's due for an yeah, it's remodel, new next like, yeah. next year, I think. So, a remodel. I turned it into a kitchen. It's due to be... <laughs> well, it does due need to be new, new cabinets. <laughs> it does need some new cabinets. It needs a few new finishes. The floor can't be that linoleum anymore. Um, it's I, it, it does the job. It's fine. It's But it just feels its age. You feel that it needs to be updated. Um, I had it in this funky green color. It looks like like space alien alien. green. It's like, yeah, I was about to say space alien green. I don't know what they call it. I'm calling it space alien green, which is a polarizing color. Either you look at this car and you think it's the ugliest thing you've ever seen, or you look at it, you go, that is so cool. I will never lose that in a parking lot. So I, I am okay with the color. I'm okay with the fancy weird color more than I am the, um, the, the rest of it just kind of feels a little rough around the edges. Uh, especially the, uh, transmission is not super smooth and you really, you really notice that when you're like accelerating up to highway speeds, especially it you it feels like an old transmit. It feels like it needs attention and it needs to be redone. So it's, it, but you know, it's fine inside. It has little, I almost said dirt pro. It has little <laughs> TRD pro um, like extra labeling and stuff and embossing. So, you know, and it has like a little black hood decal. I think it had on it. It's got all sorts of fanciness. So it looks 
it looks really good. And I mean, you can go off-road. That's the whole point of this. You can do a little off-roading in this if you want to. A lot of people take their tacos. I should use that abbreviation as a turd, a taco off-road. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, you know, it's, it's not a bad truck. It's just that it needs an update. I, I like, I can't wait to see the next one. That's where I am. I'm like, come on, guys. I want to see the next one because the Tacoma was solid when it was new. It's just feeling a little long in the tooth. And I feel like when the next one comes, it's going to be fantabulous. We Give me mu- the next one, Toyota. We have a mutual friend who last week described it as living on its legacy. And I feel like that's kind of where it is. It's just at the end of the line and it's fine. Yeah. It's just at the end of right? its line. Like I would it's not just, buy one for I mean, full price. Yeah. Every car that, at some point right before a car is redone. And you look at it, you go, it needs to be redone. That's where the Tacoma is right now. So one thing that I drove recently that you really liked is the Genesis GV60. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, I don't feel like it's a Genesis, though. That's kind of Why my thing. Why is that? Because I feel Why like, is it not Genesis? So GV70, GV80, and the cars are all very elegant. And they have this like futuristic kind of Korean influence design, but they're very elegant. Okay. Like in GV60, yeah. I'm like, well, this quirky little screwball. Like I'm just like, <laughs> screwball's not the word I use. You know, you know what word I use. It starts with an F. Um, <laughs> but I'm just like, get into it. I'm just I like, do. <laughs> I'm just like, I just feel like it doesn't feel like a Genesis. I feel like it feels like it could be a Hyundai or a Kia. But they already okay. had the EV6 GT, EV6, and they already had the Ionic 5. And I just kind of feel like it's a good design, but it doesn't feel like a Genesis to me. It doesn't have the elegance of a Genesis. But well, I see, really I liked it. it. But I like, I like it, it for it other lot. reasons. Like, I think why, it's, do you, it, why do you like it? The taillights? What else besides no. that? <laughs> <laughs> the taillights are fine. Um, I do like, I just like the way it it handles. I mean, it's it's fun. It's agile. I think it's better to drive than the EV6 and the Ionic 5, though they're all like the same platform, basically the same vehicle underneath. I liked its mm-hmm. responsiveness. Um, I like the openness of the interior, which is what you get with EVs. Um, the right. the technology is really cool, right? The facial recognition, the fingerprint technology. There's some, um, that orb thing for the shifter is really cool. I know it's just what? lights in an orb, but it's still crystal, looks really cool. It's, they call, do they call it a crystal sphere or something? They call it something fancy. It is just an orb with like LEDs in it, but it's really cool looking and it spins over when you get in the car to go drive and it looks fun. I like that too it's it is called a crystal sphere again with the googling yes the genesis gv60's crystal sphere but i do like how you don't necessarily have to have your key fob on you that you can get into the car using your face and you can use your your fingerprint to kind of start the car and get all your preferences i do like that that's that's kind of cool future technology so does it make you nervous at all the fingerprint and the facial technology because there are some people railing against the horrible idea that Genesis now has that information. So, I, I, I mean, I, okay, I see the point. I see the argument. I totally get that. Yeah. But also as somebody who like frequently flies all the time and uses my face to get everywhere, I'm just kind of like, like I'm okay with them having the facial recognition because they don't have like my retina scan and they don't have like, like I think there's like more like, like they don't have my DNA, I guess. Like I'm just like, I'm like, as oh, far you know, as you know, as far as I know. And and, and I mean, it is what, what it does is, that right? fear do? <laughs> yeah, right. Like this is, I feel like we're just, this is the society we live in and we have to make certain mm-hmm. compromises. Um, but I don't really feel like this is a compromise to those people who are like, I don't feel comfortable without my f- key fob. I do say, well, you've been driving forwards with those stupid buttons on the door for God knows how long. And you've been okay locking yourself in and out. <laughs> like, I can see your face when I said that. You're just like, God, I hate those buttons. Yeah. Like, they seem like such a cool thing. The first, I remember the first time I saw those little buttons, so you could, you know, do your little code. I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. And I think it took me maybe a month. I'm like, that's awful. I hate that. Like, I just, <laughs> I, it was so cool. I'm like, no, no, it's not cool. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I just think, like, 
wireless key fob, I'm fine with that. Like, that's just where we are. Like, just, I just want to be able to approach a vehicle and open the door and I am the person who's supposed to get into it. I'm fine with that. It can lock when I leave. I'm good with that. That's, that's the extent I need. I don't need all the other fancy stuff, but it's cool to play with. Um, yeah. fancy stuff. I also drove the Mercedes EQS recently. Yes. Um, which had the big hyper screen and the oh, guys yeah, at yeah, the yeah. valet called it my spaceship. And that was fun. And it does make spaceship like noises. And, um, <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it feels very generic um, to drive. Like, I feel like okay. it's got fine propulsion. It does all the things you mm-hmm. want it to do. But I don't feel like there's a signature driving experience you get from a Mercedes EV right now. And I think that's that's what I struggle with with it. Because, yes, you're paying for the screen. You've got this giant screen. Okay, whatever. But the rest of it, I'm just like, you're in comfort. But what defines that EV driving experience? And for Mercedes, I don't have that feeling yet. I just feel like they can make it go really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there isn't really a, like, you know, now that you say that, like, it's beautiful, it has all the bells and whistles, it's a high-end car, it feels, but there is nothing that makes you feel like, oh, this is very Mercedes, like, there's, there's, maybe it's, maybe it's too tech forward, maybe it lost some of the warmth that it, I don't know, I don't know, it feels that it does feel a bit like a spaceship, though, like, you get into it, and you're like, this is cold, and this is, like, it is techie, but it's not, it's not that warm and fighting, like, I was in an S-Class recently, and you get in the S-Class, and you're just like, you just melt into it, you're like, oh, this is butter leather, and it it just feels like there's an ambiance there, there's a holisticness there that you just don't have, and it's not because of the engine, it's just the whole setup, and it just feels like the EQS isn't there, it's a great vehicle, but it's just not there. No, I would would have to agree with that. Yeah. Um, what else? I would do you have, have to agree. What else? You said you drove an Escape recently. I drove an Escape, and you know what? Stupid Finding Nemo. I never read that word and say anything but Escape. I can't say Escape even in my head. It's Escape. So you um, and I so drove I had, the Escape when it came out. We drove it in Lexington, Kentucky. That seems right. Louisville. Yes. Louisville. Louisville. Maybe Louisville. Yes. Louisville. Um, so I'm we sorry, drove Louisville. the Escape. And I, I, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Actually, it's, it's, it's a good car. I, my thing with the, and it's a plug-in hybrid, which I am a big fan of because I think they're, I like because I like them because they're the happy medium between like just a hybrid vehicle that requires you nothing different as an, as a consumer and a fully electric, which panics some people because, oh God, I got to plug it in, no gas station and I have to do a plug. And this is so very different. And my world set on it. Nope. This one's like, oh, you can plug it in if you want. Don't want to plug it in. Don't ever have to plug it in. Just use the gas engine. So I really like the plug-in hybrid thing. I think it's a great way to sort of show people how EVs work and get you used to the idea of EVs without going full in if you're not quite ready. So I like the fact that it's a plug-in hybrid. It's fine to drive. It's not an especially responsive car to drive. Um, It handles well. It's a little tight. Like I had six foot adult behind six foot adult and it was a little short on leg room. Um, I, they had a trim in mind that I, I just, I disliked very strongly. Was it was the on the, on the dashboard uh-huh. that goes across the dashboard and slightly onto the front doors. And it looks like it, it's plastic. It is clearly plastic, but it's like supposed to be this ivory wood. Oh. Like it looks like plastic made to look like wood. It doesn't look like we're, we're faking you out and you might think it's wood. It's like, we're not trying to pretend this is clearly not wood, but we're going to make it sort of kind of look like wood. And it was sandwiched between like above and below there's black dashboard trim. So it's like this pop of like ivory. I didn't like it. I'm I just shaking like my head. Like that is so Ford. Like, it made it me look like really, yeah. it made it look cheap. Like, gosh, I, you know, Ford, the interiors on their top trims are just, 
fantastic. If you get to the very, they can be great. Like some of their stuff when you like in like when you look they at enough one fifty grade. They can't do right. mid-grade well but, at and, all. But some of the weird things that they pick on them, like, why do you some, don't go, don't try to do a fancy, fancy pants trim unless you can really do the fancy pants trim. Don't give me this halfway, like, plastic ivory stuff. Give me a nice plastic. Don't try to make it look like ivory wood or just give me the ivory wood. Like, pick one or the other. But this halfway thing, ugh. Yeah. I did not like it. No. it. It was not appealing. The, the consensus from everyone. And that was the car I had over Thanksgiving. So there were a great many people who rode in this car <laughs> as I was running errands with families and friends. And everyone's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like everybody commented on it. So it wasn't just me. Everyone thought it was ick. So I have to say, I drove over Thanksgiving the Volvo XC60 T8 Recharge, which is a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle, which I enjoy. And I knew it was a plug-in hybrid. I arrived at the Detroit airport. uh, I got in the car and I turned it on and it had 550 miles of range. And can I tell you the joy that surged through my heart thinking I don't have to worry on this (laughs) four-hour trip because it was the holidays about yes. getting gas like i don't have to think about it like i'm gonna arrive plenty of range plenty of room it got over 36 miles per gallon in i'm gonna say zippy highway driving and zippy, zippy. i like that word um, zippy. it was fantastic and so the um I, I drove it all around for a week i had it in snow i had it in ice i had it in an absolute downpour of rain on the way back to detroit it was absolutely like put to the test uh all-wheel drive fantastic it's volvo so it's great um it's it was comfortable. It had its heated seats didn't kick on quite as quickly as I thought I would like them to. Um, okay. But when they came on, they came on with a fury and I thought my fanny was on fire. Um, <laughs> so so there's that. And the heated steering wheel to the point like it heated up so quickly. Like I, I had to like touch my fingertips to it at times. Like I was like, no, no, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. And actually put, <laughs> I actually put gloves on to prevent myself from overheating on the steering wheel. So I'm like still laughing. my fanny was on fire. OK, <laughs> it was quite an expressive heat. Um, but you're just like, oh, oh, that's toasty. Oh, that's a little toastier than I intended. Um, so that love driving it. It's just I just love the way volvo does their interiors it was just mm, like everything about it i love the sound system in it and it didn't have like the super high-end sound system it still had the concert hall and then the like the studio sort of settings i i just love it like it's great and the way they've uh upgraded the android's operating system within the car has really done them a service like it's, yeah. it's really a lot easier to use it's made things better and you know part of you're talking about the stereo so so often you have to get to that top end audio system before it really sounds good and you really feel that immersive sense of sound they do a really good job in volvo and i think part of that is because the cars are so quiet like they've just such done such a good job of keeping the noise outside the car outside the car that you always just hear the music you're not hearing the wind noise and noise from the cars you're passing and you so it makes the sound just the quality is really good and the XC60 is such a great size. You know, it's got two rows, but then it also has a spacious rear uh, cargo area. Like, I mean, we did grocery shopping for my dad to let, last him a couple of weeks, and we we piled all sorts of stuff in there, including like his walker and, and like a scooter and like all that sort of stuff. So there's a ton of space. It doesn't have as much as like a CRV, but it doesn't need mm-hmm. to. It's a, it's a totally different style vehicle. The one thing that my dad did comment on, and we know from the Palisade episode that he always picks something he doesn't like. Um, and what did he not like? He, what was what was Eileen's dad? criticism of the week eileen's dad's criticism of the week was that when he climbed in the uh, passenger seat he felt Mm -hmm. he was worried about his head and my dad's like well he was six 
three. Now he's more yeah. like six foot one, but he was six three. <laughs> Don't say that. He's open about it. It happens um, that he did feel that um, he had to protect his head, like put his hand over his head because he was worried about hands constantly bumping it. Um, so, so yeah, that's, so a, fair, that's a fair criticism. Was a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did not have any problems with that, but I'm also five six, so <laughs> there's yeah, there's right. a bit of a difference there. Um, but yeah, no, he he did not complain about it except for that. Um, he did not turn his fanny fire on, so we didn't have to deal with that. Um, but <laughs> but that was that. And um, I really enjoyed. I would I would buy an XC60. I really would. I really enjoyed it that much. Um, and I love having the all electric range. I also like that you can and you can do this on your Jeep that you can change it so that you can charge the battery while you drive. So then if yeah. you want to have the electric power, you can save the electric power. That's one of those things we haven't really talked about. But I really like that feature, especially like taking my dad out and like just running around town and like running to Walmart yeah. and back. And I didn't use up that electric power and I just charged it that I liked a lot. I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. No, I like that. I, and the reason I like in the Jeep so much is because you can save it till you go off road. So you can use gas to get to wherever your outdoorsy place is. And then once you get to that or- outdoorsy place and you want to enjoy the sound of nature around you, you can just go in electric mode because you've saved it. You haven't used it all just getting on the highway to wherever you want to go. That's yeah. a really cool feature. It is a cool feature. All right. When we come back from break, we'll talk about great places to visit at Christmas time. Some of our favorite place, uh, some of our favorite places to visit at Christmas time. Right. Woohoo! Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to Fast Women. Nicole and I are talking about our great places to visit at Christmas time, uh, our yes. favorite places to visit. Now, you have a very exciting cruise coming up. I do. You do. I guess tomorrow as we're recording this, by the time you hear this, I'll be back. But at this moment, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's very exciting. exciting. You are flying into Munich, I believe. No, I'm flying into Budapest. Bud- oh, that's right. You're doing the other way. So you're going to Budapest and then you're leaving from Munich. Am I remembering I leave, this? No, I, I leave from Nuremberg. Oh, okay. But you're going up the river. Yes. I remember that I part. Going, it's a river cruise. You got it. Go Eileen. <laughs> yeah. So I, this is something, a Christmas thing that I've always wanted to do. So I won't know if it, I'm sure it's going to be fun, but they have all these Christmas markets in Germany in that area. And they're these huge Christmas markets. And my husband remembers them as a kid because he was over there with his father who's in the military and we've always wanted to go. And when we were in our 20s, we were too broke to afford to go. Then we had kids and you don't want to bring kids on these things. Well, both the kids are off at school. See ya. So we're going <laughs> on a river cruise. I am very so excited. I can't wait. I'm very excited for you. Our friend Perry is over doing the exact same cruise you're going to be doing. He is. In reverse right now. And so he's I been giving me tips. It. I've been messaging his wife. I'm like, Diane, what do I need to know? She's like, okay, do this, do this, do this. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, they look like they're having so much fun. So I'm excited for you. They I do. can't wait to hear about the pastries and everything else that you enjoy. Pastries and coffee. There's a lot of coffee. They put up a lot of pictures of coffee. And wine. And see pastries. A lot of wine. And a lot of wine. Mold the mulled wine. wine. The glue vine. I think I'm saying yeah. that right. The mulled yes. wine that's toasty warm that's yeah that's my plan tomorrow tomorrow all right right. i'm very excited for you okay um so let's talk about places to visit in christmas time besides your river cruise because we're gonna hear about that when you get back Um, yes where are your favorite places to visit at christmas time do you have them i I, 
listed just the U.S. I didn't list anywhere else. I haven't really traveled I, outside of the U.S. at Christmas time. I, you know, I haven't done Christmas outside the U.S. So this will be the first Christmassy thing that I've ever done. So they've all been in the United States, um, all over the place in the United States. I guess kind of, sorta, but. Because, you know, the thing is, most resort hotels, honestly, if you go to a resort hotel, whether it's a ski resort or even like an oceanside resort or whatever it is, at Christmas, they're just such beautiful places. They're so fun to go to. Yeah, there's some beautiful and, mountain resorts and even like seaside resorts that are ready like, when they're at Christmas. They're just beautiful. Exactly. So there's, you know, it's you can pick a town, you can pick a place. But if you pick some place with a with a nice resort, if the resort is nice during the summer months, even if it's a summer place, go in the winter. And sometimes going in the winter Christmas is amazing because you don't have the crowds, but they still do all these really cool things. There'll be Christmas themed things and the places that are open. You can see places and enjoy a different experience in a seaside town at Christmas time than you will in the middle of July. And it's, and not it's still like, really fun. It's not all like that white Christmas movie where you go and there's like a tableau you have to attend. Like it's all very like, it, it, it's much more customized <laughs> for your family um, right. the way it is now. At, yeah, Christmas at a resort can be really, really pretty. I don't think I'd want to be Christmas day at a resort, but like the week before Christmas, the week after Christmas, maybe not the week after because everybody's out of on break and I don't want to deal with them. But like the week before, like I'd be good with that. Yeah, I feel like if you're going someplace, it's busy. One of the places I have been to very many times and it actually is on the list of places that I like at Christmas and everyone's going to think I'm insane is Disney World, but I don't go on Christmas because on Christmas, it is absolutely crazy. But it, if you go before Christmas a little bit, like you take a week and you want to have a Christmas experience and you go like a couple of weeks before Christmas, it's already Christmasified. It's beautiful. You have all the Christmas stuff. You have all the activities, but the crowds aren't what they are. And that's almost the case at every single place that has a cool Christmas experience. If you're not there on the actual holiday and you go a little bit before, you go early enough that you're catching all the Christmas vibe, but you're not catching the crazy that happens for people who've decided to actually vacation on Christmas Day. Yeah, I think that's that's very good advice. Very good advice, mm -hmm. having traveled extensively during that time. Because you and I usually travel, I mean, for work up until like the week before Christmas every year. Oh, yeah. In fact, well, in fact, after I get back from this cruise, there's stuff. I'm, I literally come back on a Sunday and on Wednesday, I'm doing stuff. I'm traveling. So there you go. So there we go. All right. So your let's we won't rank them. We'll just say give me one of your favorite okay. places. Okay. One of my other favorite places that I love at Christmas love 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 but you have to be a little bit of a history buff is williamsburg virginia oh colonial williamsburg colonial you williamsburg i did i did <laughs> i did go there for my honeymoon it was a while and ago I like like let's be honest it was like 30 years ago so it's a little bit of distance in time it's but yeah it's just in time but it's um it's beautiful at christmas time and they do so many christmas things and it sort of has that that classic you know, like colonial Christmas, I was going to say Victorian, wrong thing. Colonial Christmas vibe. The decorations are absolutely gorgeous. They're very, very traditional. Um, it, there's all sorts of Christmas meals and things that you can do and Christmas activities. And it's just a really neat place. And again, it's chilly when you're traveling. It's not like it's warm weather like it is during the summer, but everything is still, they have a lot of stuff that's open. Williamsburg is still they do a whole big Christmas thing. And it's really, really cool to see at Christmas time. And it's a fun place to go. It's a great, actually, if you're looking for a romantic getaway at Christmas, I know it sounds weird because it's like a colonial, you know, reenactment thing. It's a great place to go for a getaway during Christmas time. That's good. I think that's really off the, off the beaten path. Like, I don't think people really think of that. So that's no. an excellent recommendation. I approve. Yeah. I really like, it's one of my favorite places at Christmas. I love Williamsburg. I'll, I'll, I'll go with another one. I'll go with uh, a resort we stayed at, which was Carneros Resort. Do you which remember one was Carneros? that? We stayed there. I fell in the ocean there and almost drowned. Oh. 
not no, at the remember. resort yes. itself, but um, a, a couple miles down the road. It's a whole long story, but I almost died. But that's beside the point. I that's very every much, trip. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, I was, it's in Napa Valley, and it is a resort where you can get basically t- a tiny home, but a luxurious sized tiny home um, with mm-hmm. a backyard. And, and you, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. But I just remember like I had a big tub and I filled up the tub outside with bubbles and it was hot and it was cold outside. And I drank a glass of wine in the tub, which you're not supposed to do, but I did it. And I had bubbles all over and, <laughs> and she lived to tell the and tale I lived to tell the tale. And it had, that was not where I drowned. Um, I drowned actually close to the ocean in the ocean. Um, but I, uh, and then like I got dressed for dinner and I went down to dinner and like, they just have giant, like, yards there and there's like big christmas trees and beautiful all the like twinkly lights and you're just like you're not cold you're not warm you're just like kind of that good in between temperature where you could have a fire but you don't necessarily have to have anything more than a sweater on and it's just you just sip wine by the fire And i think napa is just a great spot to go to around christmas time just because it's and also like if you go to all the wineries they're all decorated differently for christmas and they all have their own different thing and that's just really fun too it's fun. That's a great place to go. I love that resort. That was gorgeous. And yeah, Napa is a beautiful place because especially at the holidays I mean, any time of year, it's gorgeous. But Christmas at some of these places that you might think of, again, going to normally during warm weather months, if you go to them at Christmas, it's this wonderful experience not to be missed. So if like you have a favorite resort you go to all the time for in June or May or July or something, consider going to them at Christmas one day. And I think you'll find that it's quite a fun experience. All right. Now I have one in Georgia where I live and you have one in Georgia too. I have one in Georgia. Okay. And the funny thing was I remembered this. This is the first place that came to mind when we decided to talk about this. I couldn't remember the name. And as I was struggling to remember the name, I realized, wait, Eileen was there. And I always said to (laughs) Eileen was there was this place we were at in Georgia, this sea Island. It's called sea Island is where we were. She knew it immediately. So it's, it's gorgeous. And it's this big, beautiful resort. They've got like in the in sort of atrium, almost like that is the lobby. There's balconies that you can see. And there's just, you know, they have the swags of swags. Yes. Like the bun that makes, okay. Of garland, like, oh, it's just, it's so pretty. And it's just a lovely little area and driving around. There's a lot of really pretty Christmas lights that people have put up all over the place. And there's a, just driving in that area, the architecture and everything is just beautiful. So just driving around and exploring in that area of Georgia's lovely. And you sent me to amazing barbecue. Do you still remember the barbecue place? Uh, Southern something barbecue, I think. I don't remember off my head. No, I was but it is, it is, it's on St. Simon's Island. It is yeah. a very famous barbecue. You'll know it when you see it. You come to the island and it's right there at the intersection. Um, it was really good. It was really good. I remember you going there and, and raving about it for weeks. I and did. Weeks and I raved afterwards. about it. It was so it's good. It's been like, like oh, five this. or six years since we've been there. So it's been a I while. know, but see, it, it stuck in my memory. It was, it was It was that good. Yeah. So I've chosen the Atlanta Botanical Garden as one of my places. Ooh. I like. Um, and if you're going to Google it while you're talking to me about it, it's called, I am. It's called Garden Lights Holiday Nights. And it's really cool. They basically light the entire garden with specialty light displays that highlight the flowers and the mosaic culture that they have. Um, So they have these giant plant-like statue things, and they light them all up. And it's just really cool. And they do it a little different every year. And it is just the whole place is illuminated like the entire botanical gardens inside, Ooh, it looks outside, really around. pretty it's I, really pretty it's really cool it's something really different than anything i've ever oh, seen. oh it's before. so cool because some of these pictures you see these beautiful lights and then you see like skyscrapers kind of like in the yeah. background like yeah. the city's right there yeah so it's That's right in the cool. heart of the city in piedmont park which is like our big park 
are playing kind of like our Central Park in Atlanta. And so it's right in the heart of the city. So you can see the city lights outside. You can get, you know, your hot cup of cocoa or your wine and you can walk around. Oh, there's a little train. Yes. There's, there's some little train. train in the video that's playing as, I'm, as you're talking. <laughs> I really appreciate most of the entire garden is handicap accessible, which I think is really important. So like you can take your parents there and not worry about it. Worry about stuff. Oh, that's there is, nice. There is walking, but if you've got kids, you can easily wear them out. There's some kids centric displays, uh, but it is one of my favorite things to do at Christmas time. I haven't done it in a few years because it's been rainy when we've tried to go um but it is beautiful and it's something you can do like they you actually have to schedule tickets ahead of time and buy them ahead of time because they sell out it's not like it's going to be packed full of people they make sure that they it isn't um but just absolutely beautiful it's called garden lights holiday nights if you're in the atlanta area for an evening um over the christmas holiday like between thanksgiving and christmas and i think for a little after christmas they run it too it is absolutely worth your time and there's a picture of like the gift shop yeah because now i'm like like trolling the site i'm like what's on here and there's all this cute little santas and snowmen christmas stuff this place is adorable yeah the botanical garden is a heck of a job and they actually just got more space so we'll be expanding the botanical garden which is really cool so i'm excited that's awesome yeah that's very cool all right what's give me another one do you have another one what else did i have on my list i own that was it i had how many was i supposed to have i mean i wasn't given a number i was just told christmas place wait let me think of another place that i really like i've got one by you oh go ahead okay so i chose the von trapp brewery Oh, that's a which good is, one. Which is just in Stowe, Vermont. It's up by mm-hmm. this, up by the Von Trapp Family Lodge. Um, but it's a brewery, and I love it because it's this, this like Scandinavian pine, and mm-hmm. and you go in. There's all these windows, and I've only been there when it's like majestically snowing, and it's just the snow piles up, and there's cross country courses all around it, so you can like see for miles. And there's it's 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 a total beer hall. So there's you can get all the sausages and all the mustards and all the pretzels and also pretzels. beer and wine and like it's just it's really I really enjoy it there. Like I it, you can go have you ever been to the actual lodge? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love the lodge. I bet that would be beautiful at Christmas too. I've been there after Christmas, but not I've only been there in the summer, but they have cows. They have the the cows with with the Scottish Highland cattle with the fur, and I love oh my gosh, I love cows with fur. So guys, Eileen has this thing about these cows, these like fluffy cows, and I I've remember had it saying, for years oh, and I told years her, and years, like before. It was well, and I said something about going here, and she's like, "Oh my god, they have cows!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a farm." She's like, "No, they have the cows." And then I saw them, like, "Oh my gosh, those are the cutest cows! <laughs> they look really cute because they're so fluffy." <laughs> they are fluffy, but I love the cattle there. But the Von Trapp Family Lodge, named after the Von Trapp family, which, if you're unfamiliar, mm-hmm. is the Sound of Music family, um, and that is where they went and stayed was in Stowe after they left. They fled the Nazis. Uh, they went yep. and established their family home there. The Von Trapp Brewery is owned by one of the children of the Von Trapp family and it is it's very cool it's worth it um I can't drink beer I'm allergic to hops so um my husband and my father uh partook in the beer when we were there and they enjoyed it so they sell it all around it's good beer yeah I've had we've enjoyed a few uh, a beer or two and pretzels there because it's not that far for us to get up there so we've been up there a bunch of times I didn't even think of that but um yeah the beer is really good it's a great little beer hall it can get very busy at on like at a Saturday night so be prepared to either come early or to wait a little bit for a table but it's totally worth it yeah it's a good it's a good spot like you feel like you're a winter mm-hmm. but also like in a good cozy environment there so those are my yep. fa- those are my favorite places to i guess christmas time those are good places to christmas time eileen oh, thank you thank you 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 had yeah. nice selections as well well affirm thank you. your decisions <laughs> thank you i feel better now that you've affirmed my decisions okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should all be so fortunate <laughs> right (laughs) all right um when we get back from break we'll talk about our favorite trips we took in 2023 and possibly get into a little bit of what we're going to get into in 2023 
Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back, welcome back. It is segment number three of Fast Women this week, and we are talking about our favorite trips of 2022. Nicole and I have been all over the world. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean we've, we've traveled pretty extensively in 2022, more than we have in the past. Um, yeah. And there's some trips that really stick out in my mind as some of my favorites for the year, kind of for the experiences, not necessarily for the cars. I mean, the cars were good, um, but kind of just like the experiences themselves and kind of the holistic journeys as they were. So yes. one of my favorites, which we talked about a lot, was my trip from Berlin to Lake Como. Yes, that was a good one. That was a good one because it's it's such a, like, I tell people I drove that and they're like, that's a distance. You're like, yeah, it was a distance. You know, I split the driving, but it was just beautiful to be able to spend. I haven't spent a lot of time in Berlin. So spending more time in Berlin, spent more time in Munich. Um, I hadn't been to Lake Como before. I spent Lake Como and I just fell in love with the Lake Como area. And so I just, I absolutely enjoyed it. And I would, I, I, I want to go back to Lake Como as soon as possible. If anyone's listening and would like to take it there. I, I, I am, George I, Clooney, can you help? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm willing and taking offers to go back to Lake Como as soon as possible. I don't care if it's snowing. Um, I just, I really enjoyed that area and I want to go explore more. I was like one of those places where you're just like, all right, I want to go. And, yeah. and as we discussed, There's some I, will, that- I will take my husband on a vacation to Lake Como because it's not near a beach. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Where, where's one of your favorites? Okay. One of my favorites, partly for the vehicle, but also partly like this is a 50, 50 vehicle where it was. Um, when we went up to the UP for the Bronco Everglades drive. Yes. So this is, we, we talked about this one on the show and it was super rustic and the hotel we were staying at was not good at all. It was, it was not a good hotel and they even admit that, but the experience of being up there, first of all, you really got to see what the car did. You drove it exactly the way you'd want to drive that vehicle through the muck and through the water. But then what you were seeing was just how often do you drive through really like swampy land like that and come out on the edge of a lake and sit there and have your meal and then come back to this super casual thing where you're like sitting at a fire pit drinking cheap wine. Like it was just this very fun. It it sort of highlights the fact that going someplace doesn't have to be about fancy and expensive and luxury. Sometimes a place that's just a little bit on the CV side. It's just in a fun spot with people that you like. It can be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm down for that experience again, but not the hotel. Um, I will camp before <laughs> I will stay in that hotel again. Um, but I, I actually had that written down too. I thought that the Drummond Island experience was absolutely fantastic. And it felt very authentic to the buyer. And I thought that was mm-hmm. really, really, really well put together from that perspective. Like it was, yeah. it was like, it was like you felt like you were in their shoes a little bit. And I think, yeah, I mean, we do go to all these fancy hotels and we do these, all these super fancy things, but that wasn't, it was very much like I wore right. my pajamas and my hunter boots on the beach and right. drank a split, like a $7 bottle of wine with you. And we both had terrible headaches the next day. And that was, you know, totally fine <laughs> because we, but it's we like, ate it's, a giant donut to make up for it. It did, it, it, but it's just like the whole experience. This felt like if you're going to buy that vehicle, you're going to be someone who goes out there and, and, you know, drives around in the muck on the weekends. And you're going to have fun with it. And we had fun. It was a fun trip. It was like I said, the hotel, maybe not, but even the town that we were in and the people we were with and the experiences we had and just the overall aesthetic of it totally fit 
with someone who is going to be that outdoorsy type who would buy that vehicle and really use it that way. And I thought that plus just the event itself overall, it was really well done. Like the meal is that we're saying that it was sort of casual. The meal that we had on that lake, that was like a chef had come and cooked that meal. So the meal was very upscale there. It was like down home food, but very upscale. Um, as yeah, we, we had sat, like, we had gourmet pasties. Sitting we had gourmet pasties. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it was like this weird mix. But I thought that was a really neat experience. I really enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed that too. I also really enjoyed when we just came back from, which was our trip to Newport. And I Yes, it's, that it's, was on my list. That was <laughs> you just held up your list to show me the camera. See, it was on my list. <laughs> yeah, and it was definitely, I mean, it was the car, because the car was good. Like, right? Like that was mm-hmm. the car was surprisingly good. Um it both was. versions of it that we drove. Um, but Newport itself, I just love Newport. And so getting to know Newport better and getting to know kind of the the kind of the ethos of what Kia is doing, I really enjoyed that. And and I just I can't wait to go back to Newport. I think you and I are gonna go back in the spring. I believe. Yes. I, I have that on my calendar. So yes, that, yeah, that's, I, I'm looking that's a tentative to, plan. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to, I guess, kind of just exploring more of, I like getting to know places. We go so many places and we get to know them on a very cursory level, but I felt like at Newport, we actually got to see the city and we got to meet the people. We went to like where locals eat and not just like, oh, this is the restaurant at the hotel. Like it felt very much like we got to know Newport and that I really liked. Yeah. And, you know, we like when they do these trips, a lot of the times they're trying to give us places that do give us the flavor of whatever region that we're in. But a lot of times they're, you know, they're they're constrained by the fact we're going to be able to have 30 people that can eat dinner there. It can't be small. It has to be able to handle that large of a crowd all at once. So they, I don't think they can always do that as effectively as when it's just like, you know, there's just two. You can go wherever you want. Every restaurant can handle two. <laughs> they can handle two people. So you can see a little bit more of sort of a real world, like the, what people that would either be vacationing there or live there would experience and it gives you a better feel of the character of the place and you find really neat little things and i love the little pug the little pug that tried oh, to steal our pastry yeah he was adorable and his handler the pastry was pug yes his handler <laughs> his handler his owner was adorable yeah his handler <laughs> and just his, his like, handler came t- i love how the, the owner too was just like yeah he just does that like it was very like not irresponsible dog ownership. It was just like, well, that's what. It, yeah, of course, you went to the pastry, yeah, don't we all? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like dog knows where it's at. He's like, there's pastry up on that hill. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy that. I also um, have on my list the 12 hours I spent in Rome because I felt like that was like ah. a whirlwind adventure, and I did that by myself. Yeah. I had no one with me. Um, our, our great uh, chief of staff here at Newsweek, Ryan, gave me the uh, the gift of the Rick Steves um, audios tour. And so like it was just me and like my purse and some headphones and some euros. And I went and like just explored Rome for 12 hours. And I think that was just such a cool experience that I don't get to do that that often. You don't get to do it on foot. We normally are driving and we're definitely not really ever by ourselves. Like, I mean, as much as I enjoy traveling with you and as much as I enjoy traveling with my family, (laughs) like I don't I usually don't get a chance to like spend time alone. And it was just it was it was different to see the city through my own eyes and to see it without a guide really besides the very venerable Rick Steves, who is incomparable and just a treasure, a world treasure we should protect at all costs. I feel he about is. him the way I felt about Betty White. Like, I'm just like, I they, know. Yeah, that's that's the way I feel about Rick Steves. He's just he's amazing. He is amazing. He has taught me so that. much about traveling in Europe even before I went that I felt like I was so much more prepared. Like, honestly, like I don't buy like regular travel books. I'll go and like read the Wix, Rick Steves website. And I'm just like, well, that's what I need to know. No. Like there's just there no garbage go. there. No garbage, no fluff. Um, and then I look on Instagram and I'm like, oh, that's pretty. I should go there. Oh, the food's terrible. That's OK. It's still pretty. I still want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my favorite trips of 2022. We have some cool stuff coming up in 2023 that we should, really? we should tease out. We've got 
um, a thing we're going to do. We've got some Disney stuff, which is Disney's exciting. We're going to do a Disney thing. Yeah. So, okay. This is, this is, I I need a gauntlet to throw in the gauntlet. I've thrown the gauntlet. I I can bring a gong for you. Jesse, gong, please. A gong or like a gauntlet sound, like the gauntlet has been thrown. Ready? Now. Okay. Okay. So that's for Jesse putting whatever sound effect he came up with. (laughs) Um, so we are our friends over at TFL car, the fast lane car. They did a drive from Disneyland to Disney World and they did it in the Hyundai Ionic five. five. Yes. And the idea was not to speed like a maniac because we're responsible grownups. And but it's how EV, quickly do so you have to solve like the power issue? Exactly. So the idea was how quickly can you make the trip given the fact that you have to stop and charge? Not like if you speed, but like if you just drive, you just go, you try to be it's, as efficient as you can. It's not stop, a cannonball and it's not a hypermiling thing. It's it's right, right. It's like average driving sort of thing. Right. Like if you're like, I want to get from Disneyland to Disney World and I want to do it as quickly as possible in my EV, how, how quickly can I do it? And they did it in, was it 40, 46 hours, 46 minutes? 4646. So we were talking to Roman and um, he was saying this. He's like, we're going to set a record. We're going we're gonna to set a record. There's no official record. This isn't like world Guinness world record. But he said, I'm like, we could beat you. I bet Eileen and I could beat you. Do you want to do that? Yeah. And I'm like, I, sh- I should probably check with Eileen. Hold on. She's at the other table. <laughs> you literally came like screaming back. You're like, hey, are we going to do this? And I was like, that's fine. Sure. Yeah. Why not? So so we're going to attempt to beat it in another vehicle. I, should we say yet? Because we're not. This, no, everything's not finalized. We shouldn't say yet. So we're not going to say it yet. But we're going to try and see if we can be more efficient driving and plan our route out better than the guys. And I want to say we can. I know we can definitely do this with a car being far less smelly than probably what it was like after Roman and Nathan spent 46 hours and 46 minutes in he, it. He, uh, Roman did definitely say he gave us some tips and one of those was don't eat beans. So yeah, which I'm like, like duh, <laughs> you guys didn't know that ahead of time. <laughs> I felt like we, we've already, we've already come so far in, in our knowledge. Yeah. So yeah, so it's going to be fun. We're going to do that. I've got some trips planned ugh, to California and to Arizona. And I've also got, I'm going to speak at a conference again in Dallas Ooh. in January. So I've got all sorts of exciting things. I'm going to go see my dad in January too. My husband yeah. and I are going to go. Oh, I can't wait to hear what your dad doesn't like about whatever car you have in January. I know. I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm getting. So we'll find out. We'll I'm waiting out. to see. Tell me you have to come up with something good. It can't be like a normal journalist thing. It has to be something that has to be a dad thing. Yeah, Eileen's the dad index. Dad thing. The Eileen's yeah. dad index of what we don't like. Very, very much enjoyed the Volvo XC60 though. T8 recharge. Yes. Yeah. I don't think he even knew the full <laughs> name. He was just like, this is good, except I keep hitting my head. This is an okay Volvo. Yeah. He doesn't know what he was Fair in. Enough. It's just a Volvo. Yeah. yeah. He liked the color of it. The color was this really cool, like blue gray color, not the Fjord blue, which I like the bright blue. This is like a, Oh, I love that color. Blue. I like it's the Fjord pretty. blue. Cause it's I like, I like the brightness. I like blues, bright blues, yeah. not like boring old city and blues, but the brighter blues that they yeah. do interiors and exteriors alike. I love blue. Yeah. This is like a blue, green, gray. It's a good, it's a good color. It's a good color. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go to break. When we get back, you're going to ask me some questions. I am. You've got scorecard ready for me or you're getting scorecard ready for me. I think it's I scribble, think it's scribble, scribble. Yeah. I'm totally ready. We need no time at all on this break. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. 
That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. All right, welcome back to Fast Women. This is the scorecard section. Nicole's going to ask me five questions. We are going to heavily debate. She says we're going to start a fight. I am looking forward to it. Let's go. Okay, so our first question is not going to... The last question is potentially starting a fight. So we talked about uh, the Bronco in this episode and the Everglades trip. If you had to pick the Bronco Everglades or the Bronco Raptor, which one would you get? Bronco Raptor, no question. You didn't even skip a beat. Why Raptor? Because it's just like the the machismo of machismos you know what it reminds me of american gladiators growing up and how they were like they were like over the top like kind of just like art i'm gonna say artificially enhanced um but it was just like 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 i just feel like like it's pain as it's singlet like it's it's the american gladiators of of trucks and i just want to go like run through the gauntlet with it and we did kind of when we okay. tested it out i love it we did I we did it. run through the gauntlet and also and it's really, far better at high speed and i do tend yeah, to like and to sometimes we we really like crawled really slowly through the gauntlet but we went through the gauntlet yes yes it is the american gladiator of suvs you can quote me on that for but there will be a charge (laughs) okay next one you're wandering by yourself you have all the time that you want to wander are you wandering around lake como or would you wander around uh rome like a by yourself thing which one would you rather Hmm. oh she's like Cocked her head sideways and staring. She looks a little bit like my puppy when he's confused. <laughs> Is there a retreat involved? Uh, <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to say like Como because I haven't been there by myself to wander around. Yeah, I know what to so expect like, in Rome. And I, I know what to expect in Rome. And I got there lucky because I was there early enough kind of as Rome was coming out of the pandemic related travel that it still uh, wasn't super busy. So I don't yeah. think I would want to go when Rome is super, super busy. Like I, I got okay. really lucky with my experience, but I do feel like Lake Como, not quite at the height of the season, is is when to go wander around Lake Como. But Lake Como is also really spread out. So it's all these different little villages. So it's almost, it's not quite as walkable. Like it, there's, okay. some, like, there's some towns within the Lake Como area that you can walk around. But um, Rome itself is just a giant sprawling sort of thing. And so I, I would have to say Lake Como just because I haven't been there. But it is it okay. is a toss up in many right in many ways. Okay, very fair. Okay. All right, this next one we talked about Christmas getaways. If you could do a getaway and you had to choose between a Christmas getaway or a Thanksgiving getaway, you go for one of the holidays, actual holiday, not like before holiday actual. Which one would you rather get away for? Uh, Christmas. Christmas. Because Christmas isn't a food centric holiday for me. Like I, so I cook Thanksgiving dinner. I cook Thanksgiving dinner this year for the most part with my dad. Um, yeah. And so I like cooking Thanksgiving dinner. I like the ritual of the cooking and the turkey and all that sort of stuff. Christmas, I have a tree. We don't really do Christmas at my house. Like we, we don't, my husband and I don't really exchange uh. presents. So it's um, just more about being festive. And so I enjoy the festive, but I wouldn't mind like if you were to tell me I could spend like a week in the Alps, like snowed in and with no access to the internet, like I would be down for that. The, the yeah, and I will I'm, say this that this is my caveat with it is I'd much rather actually travel in November than in December because of snow and all sorts of other things, but also right. because like my workflow in December is already slow, so I might as well work during the slow time, and I might as well yeah. travel and like take time off during the during the rougher time. So those are my yeah. Thoughts. I would I want to do Thanksgiving. In fact, next year we actually are going away for Thanksgiving. We've got the whole family, and we're going to rent a house and everyone's going to do the big Thanksgiving thing together. But I would love to, having just done Thanksgiving dinner for everybody, I want someone else to do it now. (laughs) So I would get away for Thanksgiving. (laughs) I love it. I'm all for that. You should, are you going to do the Chinese food for Thanksgiving? Like you did last? No, that's a Christmas thing. Yeah. 
Okay. And yeah, we're totally doing the. I always say, I hope I'm offending no one. I do my Jewish Christmas, and I get Thanksgiving. I get a Chinese food because we don't actually do the like regular Christmas. We order enough Chinese food for like forty, and there's probably twelve of us. So we'll do that on Christmas Day. Nothing wrong with Chinese leftovers. Let's be very clear. Yeah, that is one of the the best parts about the Chinese food tradition. Yeah, exactly. All the leftovers. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Got one more. Uh, You know that was three. I get two more. Okay. All right. Give me other two. You told me I had to five, or I can skip right to the last one. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Don't start the fight. All right. Okay. So you're picking your vacation. You're going for. You're going for. You have a. You have a week. And you have to pick between one of these two places. And I, in purpose, didn't put a beach here because Phil. Um, so <laughs> would you go? Would you go? Because then that's the no-brainer. The one that's not the beach is yeah. our answer. But would you rather go for a week's vacation in a city or in the country? Country. Country. Absolutely. Why country? Um, because I feel like you can actually get away in the country. Like I feel like when I go to a city, I'm still kind of like on and alert. And the biggest thing when I like truly vacation, which I don't really do, but when I truly vacation, I want to shut my brain off. Like I want to just, Honey, like, I would like to know how you manage I, that. Cause I can't do it, that. Anymore. Yeah. It doesn't work well. Um, and honestly, like not having cell phone reception gives me anxiety. So I need to like, <laughs> there's a happy medium there. And it's basically just like getting into like, like, I am going to cook dinner every night or we're going to go out and we're go- And honestly, like when we do go places and we go, I ski, which that requires me to not be on my phone for like six, seven, eight hours a day. And True. that is extremely helpful to my mental health. And so okay. I find that that's kind of my, that's kind of my a happy spot is, is skiing on the slopes. So, so, and it also like, and honestly, like my need for speed, it takes care of that. And it takes care <laughs> of like me trying to beat my own record every time I go down because I do track it on my watch. And I know, oh that's, my God, you're such a nerd. I am such a nerd, but it, it's, 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 it's a healthy competition because it's with myself. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, last one. This is where it could be a potential fight, not between you, maybe between people listening. I can see this is the one that would get feedback, right? Okay, so auto shows are a big thing. And the New York auto show, you can get slices of pizza on a street corner really cheap and go to pizza places in New York. Or what's going to happen first is the Chicago auto show in February, where you can get Chicago deep dish pizza. So which one? Are you a Chicago pizza girl or a New York pizza girl? Which pizza is better? So, okay. So first of all, um, Chicago deep dish pizza is, is a tourist thing. It's not the authentic Chicago pizza. So I'm going to say, I do like Chicago deep dish pizza. Um, I like it from Gino's East. I like it from Giordano's. I don't care for Lou Malnati's. I'm just going to throw that all down right there. Like I, okay. and, and you know why? And you and I have the same feelings about Lou Malnati's. We don't like tomato chunks and they are big. I, on it's tomato just, chunks. There's great big chunks. I know like Lou Malnati's people are going to hate us, but there's giant chunks of tomato. And sometimes you get that chunk. That's like part of the core stem inner part and it's like hard yeah no i want my sauce to be sauce not chunky yeah no that's not for me um so i don't do that i do like detroit style pizza which is like a good compromise Mm, of halfway in between it is but that's That's not an option no i know okay so i'm gonna say this (laughs) so while i appreciate new york style pizza and i love a white pizza like you can't get white pizza Mm -hmm. like you can in new york um yeah i i feel like if i'm going to have a thin crust pizza i'm gonna want something like uh the napoleon style pizza where you and i have gone to get it in Antico in atlanta that's gonna be the thin crust i'm gonna like so those are my that's my my theory behind it i do enjoy a slice on the street but if i'm gonna be in new york i'm honestly gonna get a hot dog or a pretzel before i get a slice of but pizza. you didn't answer so which who has better pizza um you have to pick one that's better i'm gonna you have to pick new york or chicago so i'm gonna say chicago because okay if i'm gonna go for a thin crust i'm gonna go with a neapolitan style pizza okay so chicago wins so we're safe when we go to chicago in february for the chicago auto show but when we go to new york 
people are going to throw rotten tomatoes at us. Well, that's fine. But also, <laughs> I feel like it's a, a reason for when you and I are in New York to actually go sample some New York pizza. And yeah. maybe we should go do like the bar stool where we've actually like see the top three from bar stool or whatever in New York and like go to those. Oh, yeah. If anybody thing. has like a favorite. OK, are there any New York folks out there or Chicago folks yeah. recommend your favorite pizza? Like I think to us. John's on Bleecker is like the high right now. But I don't yeah. know like what else. I mean, I've, I've never been. I will say so. I have a really quick, funny story. I was sitting in an Italian restaurant in Little Italy in New York with my husband a few years ago after the New York Auto Show. And this woman was sitting there and she she was talking about the best pizza place she ever went to. And she was talking to a friend and they seemed lovely. But she goes, it was the best pizza I've ever had was in Mumbai. And I was like, this is fascinating. Now I must listen, right? Like I'm, really? I need to overhear this conversation because this is the weirdest okay. thing I've ever heard. And she was talking about how you know, it was just the best pizza ever. And it was, it was in the Mumbai, it was at the Mumbai airport. And I'm like, hold your horses. Even, this is a lie. Whatever it is, she's about to say, like, this is not the best pizza in the world. In an airport, no airport has the best pizza. No airport has the best anything. No. But and go she, ahead. She goes, it was at this place called Sabaro. Oh, for the love. And I literally almost spit out my pasta. I was like, you have no. to give. And I was like, honey, do you know what you're surrounded by? You're surrounded by cannolis and like, a, I get Little Italy is like less authentic than it used to be, but like still, still, still compared to the Sparrow in, in the Dubai Anywhere? airport, I'm going to say it's Mumbai. pretty dang authentic. Mumbai. 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 Sorry. Even worse is Mumbai, India. Like it's like, it's not oh even like a New gosh. York Sparrow, like not even at the New York state Thruway Sabaro. It was like, <laughs> it was oh, Mumbai that's airport. awful. That poor yeah. woman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that would be not an acceptable answer. No, it was it was it was terrible. And on that note, we will leave you. We have one more episode coming before the end of the year, and then you and I are going to take about a week off before we go have adventures elsewhere. Yeah, and uh, enjoy your time. So we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.